Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. This is Dr. Nathalie Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we are here for Relationship Wednesdays. And we're excited to come to you with another topic here in April to help guide and to help just give you some, some positive seeds planted in your relationship. So, for those of you all that are first time listeners, um, I'm Dr. Nathalie Noel, and I run a thriving private practice in Naperville, Illinois, downtown Chicago, and some other locations as well as digital and online. Yep, and uh, myself, Darren Noel, I hear the world's hosts that focus on life coaching, career counseling, and marketing. Absolutely. Good stuff. So, a couple things. If you have questions tonight that you want to talk about, some people have already emailed me the questions, so I have them written down. If you have specific questions that you want answered tonight, our telephone number is 323-693-3835 for direct questions on air tonight. And also, if you have um, a deeper question, contact our office at our main number. Um, it's 630-428-2344. So tonight's topic is protecting your relationship from outside influences. And, and I really want to kind of dig into this particular topic because I hear so many people that come in and get in they are struggling if they're affected by, you know, other people giving them advice or comments or, like, not learning knowledge about relationships that they take on and then thereby kind of destroy their own relationships. Yeah, that can come from the family, friends, coworkers, really taking it from a couple of social media. Uh, they watch the reality TV shows. They watch the talk shows, got some information. They took that into relationships. So you really got to protect that from all different types of things. Absolutely. So let me start with this. When a person is also getting married, it's the two spouses and the pastor, right? And then all the other people there are gifts and whatnot, and that's exciting, but there's two people taking vows before God and before um, men of the cross, some of the things decided to do marriage, right? And those are the two people that should be run, running the relationship. For those of you that have faith faith, of course, there's your spouse, you and God, needing to have a moral compass for your relationship that comes directly from the two primary people involved in the marriage of the church itself. And the reason I want to point this out is because so many people are, um, our world is changing, right? So people are Googling, you know, what's the best way to solve an argument in a marriage? Or maybe you're watching a television show and it's their marriage and it's going to be their transparency and what they did to establish their marriage. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that the thinking or focus of your relationship relies with you. That's it. You two make sure that you're communicating, make sure you guys are, you and her in a relationship and are in agreement. We can go on with your head in. Okay, make sure that you're on the same page. That's, that's really who comes down to. You two. That's really who are accountable and responsible. So, yeah. Now, let me tell you why this is important. Because if the relationship fails, it's only going to be you two that have to deal with it. That's right. That's right. Who's going to deal with the, the, dealing with the separation of that, the funds, you know, splitting up all the assets, you know, all the having to tell people, you know, that you need to split up now. You're the ones who are taking it into that. No one else is going to have to do that much as you do. Absolutely. And you also don't always know someone's motive, even someone that means well. Let's say, for example, um, you've been, you're getting married and your parents are lovely people, but they've never been married. Mm-hmm. And 
knew that it was time for me to leave the relationship. Like, really? What does she really know? What she doesn't matter. What does she know about a marriage relationship? She was talking. She may be just telling you that she wants to, you to buy her a new car or she wants to get a new dress or something. You know, I'm on your side, Ma. Yeah, you should do that. Go ahead and buy me this dress. You know, you don't, she may not really understand what she's even talking about or really understand the ramifications if you made that decision. You know, she's 16 years old. She's a child. Nor should she. You know, she has to watch me taking that impact from And here's the other thing. And, and we're not talking about people who have been in, let's say, abusive relationships. I'm not saying isolate yourself and don't tell people you're being abused. I'm simply saying that in your relationship, since you and your spouse have the consequences of positive and negative of your marital actions, you should be the one um, deciding the steps of your organism, the way you organize your marriage, right? Absolutely. And one of the things that makes this important, let me, let me give you some examples. One of the things that you can do to protect your marriage from outside influences. Number one, do not seek advice from people that have a vested interest in your marriage. Like, for example, um, I'm going to ask his ex-wife why they separated right. and what she did to control him in the marriage, and so then I'll take information from her. I've had, I've had people come and tell me, hey, Dr. Noel, his other baby's mother told me that he was deceived, and I should have known it from this or from that or from this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And though they may be truthful with you, you still have the onus of being responsible for your behavior. Absolutely. You have like all kinds of They're more than happy to have you disappear, and more money goes to their kids. Absolutely. Right? But here's the other thing. Some people just do not understand the principle of marriage. They just don't understand it. So, for example, your aunt may come and visit you, and uh, she she wasn't good in her own marriage, and so she sees you not cooking, and so maybe she says something to your husband like, you know, a woman back in my day, women used to cook. Something that small right. could influence and change the passion in a marriage, and you have to be so careful not to give people too many details about your relationship, not to let your marriage be the topic of conversation for people who are not you and your spouse, right? But at the end of the day, it's really none of their business, right? Mm-hmm. It's really none of their business. You know, they're, they're going to maybe be there for five minutes, maybe there for a day. Then they're going back to their own house to do with all their own relationship. Absolutely. And they don't have the responsibility of your bills if your marriage is fragile mm-hmm. and it breaks apart. They, who, who's going to help you raise your children? These are all things to think about. Okay. Are they going to be your support structure, you know, through, through consoling you or, or encouraging you on a day-to-day basis like your spouse was, you know? Probably not. Why? Because they're not your spouse. They're not living in your house. Okay, they've got their own life and own things that they're focused on. Okay, so very rarely they're going to step in and, and be that spouse. Absolutely. And part of managing your own marriage is about your own personal accountability. Like, you, you really don't have to ask people, like, how, like, if you want help on finances, go to a financial planner. Yeah. So if you are going to seek advice on particular parts of your marriage, find people that are knowledgeable in what they do who will, will not go to your peer group and repeat the conversation that you had. You know, choose some folks who have some accountability in, as you interact with them. You know, with a financial planner, you know, he's, he's held to certain standards they have to go to. You go see a marriage counselor, you know, they have certain, certain ethical standards they have to maintain. They can't spread your business all around, right? So you can hold them accountable if they do, okay? Those type of things. Not just, you know, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, uh, cousin so-so, okay? So people who are trained in the particular area that you're talking to them, in that area and have some accountability and regulation. Absolutely. 
Um, I had a couple questions come through that I wanted to go over really quickly, but Darren, sure. I think you have some stuff to say. Yeah, this came from an article really from uh, uh, Angel dot com on ways about protecting yourself, your own self, about negative people. But I thought it was a lot of, really applicable to relationships as well. Okay, it's about seven different ways to protect. You know, say How many different? Seven. Seven different ways to protect yourself. I'm gonna switch it over to switch it over to protecting your relationship. One is about setting and enforcing limits. You know, I look at that as you know, sometimes you have to really regulate who you're gonna let into your relationship. And it's almost something you and your spouse need to talk about. You know, uh, you know, cousin so and so. I think they're a bad influence. Every time you get around them, you act funny toward me. Okay, or every time they get around, they cause this behavior, and it, to me, it's a negative impact impact on the relationship. Every time she comes around, you always tend to want to go out and go to the club or stay at home with this or some risque behavior. So you have to talk about that as a couple. You know, this person has a negative influence when, when they come into our relationship. You know, so, you know what, I think we need to cut back on having them so much time in the relationship. So maybe you need to have that kind of conversation about setting limits and enforcing those limits. Okay? Absolutely. And, and that's important. Darren and I always talk about having conversations before marriage and throughout your marriage about the protocol that will govern your behavior in your marriage, right? And understanding that each couple creates their own personal environment, Mm -hmm. right? And you guys get to decide what your boundaries are. And some people's boundaries are way looser than other people's. And you cannot judge your marriage by what other people are doing, right? You can't say, well, this couple, they go to – you know, they go to Freak Neek or whatever every weekend, and they seem to be okay. They seem to be happy. You have to look at what are the variables of your relationship that matter and what are the things that contribute to the success of your relationship. You know, it's your relationship. So what may work for one couple may not work for uh, a couple B. It's the way it is. You know, some people, they can eat certain foods. They know they stay within their weight, what they want to do. Other people, they can't do that. Everybody, every couple is individual, so you have to see what's going to work for your relationship, okay? More on that set bounds and enforce limits, outside of people, even shows and going places, okay, can have, can have a negative impact. You know, certain shows may trigger arguments for whatever reason in couples. We watch the show, we get into an argument after we watch it, or every time he watches this, he, uh, his attitude or mood changes, whatever the case may be. You have to watch what influences, what kind, type of movie, type of genre of movie can have a, a negative impact on your relationship. You have to watch that. So different things can trigger dormant parts of a person's personality, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say a person gets married, and before they got married they are a little bit of a player, but they've decided to settle down. Then you have to manage the input that you get from what you see, what you listen to, who you hang with, to not encourage that kind of behavior, right? Yes. So let's say you're watching whatever show, and that show they always go to a strip club. That may be something that is negatively influencing your relationship because it's sparking some ideas that you that you guys are not comfortable with according right. to the boundaries that you set of your relationship. Absolutely. So you have to watch it. Set those limits and enforce them. Again, it's for your relationship, not just something general, but what, what what's going to protect your relationship. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the second one here, this is a good one also. Um, talk about try not to overreact. It's something... Uh, someone does say something to you, relate uh, towards you as a couple, or makes a comment to you. Did you just snore? Yeah, excuse what me. What was that? Something okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? All right, go ahead. Yeah. So make sure you're not overreacting to things. You know, take it and take it a little bit in stride. Okay, don't overreact. Someone makes a comment towards you. Say, you know what? It is what it is. 
we may need to step back from that couple. We may step back from that individual. I'm not going to overreact. I'm just going to address it properly. I'm not going to overreact and have a fight over it, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, the third thing, introduce lighter topics of conversations and discussions. Sometimes, you know, if you're at the holidays especially, maybe you need to stay away from certain topics as a couple. You know, it could trigger some things in, in discussions, okay? Every time you get a family, you talk about, you know, what the, the woman, she, you should be cooking certain number of meals a day, okay? I don't like the way uh, she should dress better. He should provide more money. Let's stay away from those topics. You know, things are going to cause arguments and challenges within the... So, see, I so differ with that. Mm-hmm. I differ. I feel like that the whole family may be having that conversation, and to protect your marriage, stay silent. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying if people are trying to have those kind of conversations, disengage. Hey, let, let's talk about the football game. We're not going to talk about my marriage at, at, the, at, the, at the dinner table. Okay, we're not going to go there. So kind of what I'm saying is protect that from those types of – sometimes people try to have those conversations about your relationship. You know, we're not going to go there. We're just talking about the weather, talk about the bears. And, again, a lot of times when you're with a couple and they're having a pointed conversation, a heated conversation, you don't know what they were saying before you got there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you walk up and they want, you know, your input on things, and you may not need to give that. And I understand that a lot of couples say, Dr. Well, you want me to be so bland. And I don't want people to be bland. But I want you to realize that a marriage is intentional and its success is intentional. And so there has to be, and there's always going to be a couple maybe that you let your hair down with, that you feel like, oh, I can trust this couple and, and, you know, that's fine. But in general, you need to understand that your marriage is not open for discussion. And you're not actually open for ideas in your marriage if you want your marriage to work. You're open for each other to have ideas, but you're not open for, like, you know, strangers to be putting input into your relationship or aunts and uncles to be putting input into your relationship when they don't have to um, suffer the consequences, good or bad, of those decisions. Right. Let them keep those comments to themselves, okay? You mentioned also, you mentioned a little bit there, getting involved in other couples' relationships because it could have a negative impact on your relationship. They say, hey, what do you think about this? You think she should be doing this? You think she should be doing that? Hey, I'm directly out talking to a counselor, you know, how you run run your relationship is your business because you don't want that kind of discussion to have a negative impact you know, in your I, life. I do I do feel like sometimes couples do say, Hey, did you see that and that did you see that in that relationship? Right. And that may make that may give you all food for thought, but you can't compare yourself to it. Mm-hmm. I mean like you know, when you're a kid going to the grocery store and some kids running up and down the aisle and your mother says, hey, if you were to do that, you would get a spanking, that, that kind of a thing. Right. In relationships sometimes you will have conversations where you go, wow, did you see how he treated her? That was kind of, like, overwhelming for me. I hope that that's nothing that ever happens to us, right? Oh, I think that's very healthy about you talking with your spouse in terms of what you saw. Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? But sometimes other couples will ask you to comment on their relationship. But hey, we want to think what y'all think about this. Like, mm, we not we don't really want to get involved in your relationships right. to that extent. Okay. It's more what I'm talking about from that standpoint. Okay. 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 Uh, so number four, in terms of focusing on solutions and not on problems. Okay. We talked about a little. Be careful about sharing your problems with others. Okay. Watch out. If you need some to get some advice, go seek a professional who's trained in it, has some accountability in it. Don't necessarily just go. Uh, sharing all your problems with just your, your coworkers, friends, even family at times, okay? So be careful who you're sharing that with, okay? One of the things I want to be careful to tell people is that there are no real private conversations. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, I'm legally required to keep most conversations to myself, 
unless there are some, you know, there's some stipulations around that, right? But when you're talking to your girlfriend, and let's say you give her some detailed information that, hey, I was having sex with my husband, and, and you weren't satisfied, or you, you say something of that nature, do not believe that that's going to stay with her. Right. And I've had so many people say, Dr. Noel, well, we were best friends in high school. She knew that she shouldn't have repeated that, blah, blah, blah. How would she have known that? And even if she knew it, if it should not have been repeated, why are you out and about having that discussion with someone other than your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, and so these are things to just consider that even light conversations are not so light when you have a spouse because information always comes circle, right? It always comes back up. And then if a, if another person is married, do know that married couples repeat things to one another. Yes, they do. Do yes. know if you tell your best girlfriend that something <laughs> was good or bad or whatever, that eventually that comes up for her husband over coffee, over dinner, that issue will be talked about. Right. And then that can come back to your husband or your spouse when the, you know, and you don't know how it's going to come back to them either. Okay, you may have made a small gesture. They can, all those stories are a big deal now, okay? So you definitely have to be careful of that. Absolutely. Okay. The fifth one I have is really maintain a level of emotional detachment if people are giving you their opinions on things of that nature. Okay, some of them say, oh, I think you should be doing this for your wife or you should be doing this for your husband. You know, you should be ironing your clothes. You should be buying her more jewelry. Okay, yeah, yeah. let it roll off you like a duck. Okay, people with comments, let it roll off your back. Great, you know, keep on moving. Okay, for you folks on what's right for you and your spouse. Okay, number six, really have to let go of the neg of your desire to change negative uh people's opinions of it. So somebody may not like your relationship. They think uh, your wife is this. They may think your husband is this. They think they don't really like, for whatever reason, your relationship. More maybe family would be even to that level of commenting, right? You know, one of the things, I'm going to jump in right there and say that a lot of times best friends will say things, girlfriends will say things. That's like, true. Yeah. I don't like him. Right. I don't like the way he looks at you. I don't like that he has this. I don't like that he doesn't work this kind of job. I don't like her. I like the way she, her hair, you know, like, mm -hmm. you may get those. That. Right, right. I wouldn't take that. Like, I didn't want to say nothing with him or her sitting here, but if, just so you know, if it were me, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't do that. Like, there's some, and they may mean well. So this is the point. I am not saying that they don't mean well. Right. A lot of times people see things, hey, I saw your husband out, and I saw him touching some girl's hand, and it didn't look like just a friendly touch. It looked like more than that. Mm -hmm. And so if I were you, I would just question him, but don't let it know it came from me. Those may be very well-meaning things, but it may be that your relationship can't stand that type of input from someone else, right. especially someone you care about, because you're going to take that information more serious than you would if it was someone that you didn't care about. And if that negative comes in, you really have to shut it down. You can't take it into your uh, to your own psyche, to your own emotions, and say, you know what, I'm going to make their opinion change of him or her. No. I'm going to focus all my energy on making them like that person. No. You focus on making your own relationship strong and uh, and strengthen and make sure that your both of your needs are getting met. So don't spend a lot of time wasting time trying to make someone else uh, a negative opinion of your relationship, Make that try and make that opinion change. Absolutely. And I think one of the things about taking everybody's input or telling everybody what's happening in your relationship is it doesn't allow for grace. It doesn't allow for you to have forgiveness for certain behaviors. And a lot of times people tell their deep, dark secrets, but they have no intention of leaving their spouse. Right. So I'm going to tell you this. If your spouse is doing something that you just don't like and you have to tell everybody about it, but you're going to stay with him or her, 
then it's not worth the discussion. Right. Because then you put people in a very uncomfortable situation now where they're like, wow, like I didn't know he or she was like that. But then they're they're eating dinner with them. Right. Now I have all this information. He, he or she, the spouse may not know. I know this information. We smile at each other, but I said, really awkward moment because I know some negative stuff going on. I have to act like I don't. So that's really put everybody in a really awkward situation. Like you said, if you're actually leaving, hey, you know what? I've decided to leave. I want to let you know I'm no longer leaving. Okay. People may want to know that, okay, that you've actually decided that and you're actually separated so that they're not bringing people over. I didn't know and put everybody in an awkward situation. Once you decide that, then, hey, that's time you probably want to share that information. Because it's really hard for you to vent to someone and not expect them to problem solve. This is right. another reason, another way you protect your relationship is you just don't talk about it. There's things that you don't need to talk about. You had a fight with your husband last night. That's not a conversation piece. You know, or you you and the girls are all out and everybody's going around in a circle talking about the stupid thing their husband did. If you want your marriage to work, you can't be involved in that because eventually it comes back up. Right. And he says, I heard you was talking about me with the girls and John told me you said this, but now you have an argument on your hands. Hopefully not because you're not going to do that. Okay? Um, number seven, last one here. Dedicate ample time every day for self-care. Every day checking in with your spouse. How are you doing? How are you feeling? You feeling good? Okay. Um, so that's spouse care. Self care is checking in on yourself. I'm talking about as a couple. You got right. checking in with one another. So yeah, I'm using this as, as from a couple. Okay. Checking in with one another. How was your day? You doing okay? Okay. Let that person allow you to tell you about their day. Are they doing okay? They feel is their relationship uh, armor up. They're still strong. But you know what? I had some challenges today. Um, I heard from an old friend or whatever the case may be. I feel a little shaky. An uh, ex-boyfriend, uh, ex-girlfriend reached out to me. It felt funny. You need to laugh and tell you so you can kind of get in there and uh, emotionally strengthen that other person. So you never know what's going on for them. So make sure you check with each other every single day. Absolutely. And, and it may not be daily, but I always tell people, have a weekly check-in with your spouse where you this is what happens for me for the week, this is what I have planned for next week, mm -hmm. where you all are actually discussing what's going on. Hey, I'm feeling particularly tender about this or that. I'm feeling particularly, you know, like letting letting your partner know what's happening for you so that if there are vulnerable spots, the other person can shore those things up for you. Right. I could be some added stresses particularly from work, what's going on. I could be anxious for something I'm uh, concerned about. You know, something that's not, you know, some product's not going exactly the way I want it. I'm a little stressed out about that. Let your spouse know so they understand where you're at, what you're going through. Absolutely. And those things are integral because if you're not communicating, then you don't know what's going on for the other person. And especially if you're not communicating with them but communicating with other people, that just leaves an opening in your relationship that you don't want to have there. Right. So I do have a couple of questions that people um, sent out. One says, my husband runs all his decisions through his father. And I feel like he has too much information about our marriage. What should I do? I would definitely have a conversation with your husband, not with your father, your father-in-law there, but with your husband, and raise your concerns to him. Listen, um, obviously you're the head of head of my household. That's the way you guys run your household, okay? Say, so, and I have no problem, you know, making decisions, but I I don't feel comfortable like, with so much information going to your father. Okay? That's what I would have. No problem you have that conversation. You need to have that conversation so he understands what your concerns are. And maybe, say, you know, you can add in there why, why you feel that way. Okay, but let, definitely let him know how you're feeling about that. Mm -hmm. You know, my thought is the following. It, it sounds like your husband is seeking mentorship from his father, and that's a positive thing. But I want you to have a discussion with 
kind of, I don't like my personal, because that's what I'm hearing with this question, our personal information kind of being um, disseminated directly to your dad. If you're seeking mentorship in some areas, maybe ask him to have a more general conversation or find a third-party therapist or someone a little further away if he, if he needs that mentorship and doesn't know what to do, right? But then also ask, how can I help you with these decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like if there's things that are going on, like how can I help you with that? And then the other thing is, how do you know he runs everything through his father? So it sounds like it must be coming back up in some fashion right. or form. And I do think it's important. So here's the thing about in-laws and parents. Parents are on the side of their child. Even people, I mean, and it's, it, it does happen that I have couples come in and the parent is maybe um, just on the side of what they think right is, and maybe they are maybe pro their in-law, right? But in general, parents cannot forget the information that you tell them about your partner. So if you tell them that your wife doesn't cook, she doesn't clean, whatever, if there's a, if there's a tense moment in the family, believe your mother will indicate that she's aware that your mother doesn't cook, that your wife doesn't cook or clean or whatever. Oh, yeah. If there's some kind of sexual issues going on and intimacy isn't right, believe that that will come up, right? And even if it comes up innocent, innocently, like, for example, let me tell you innocent way it comes up. Sweetheart, I didn't want to say anything, but I've really been praying for you. I've been praying fasting <laughs> because my son came to me. He told me that you've been through a lot as a kid and intimacy is hard for you. So that seems like she was doing such a sweet thing by praying for her. But what it does is it shocks your wife into like, oh, my goodness, like, wow, like what I thought was our personal information has been exposed. And communication is about trust. So if you're communicating a lot of the information to a marriage, to a parent, you're, you're betraying the trust a little bit of your spouse. Even though it's your parents, it's still your spouse's information to give, and this is why you guys have to. So mentorship is great. Like if you want to say, hey, Dad, um, tell me about how you ran finances with Mom. That's very different. And is Mom okay with me knowing all these things? You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's fine. But saying this is how we run it, what do you think, is not okay. Right. I think another thing uh, from a standpoint, you know, based on the extent that he's sharing information, you could just try and encourage him, listen, I trust you to make some of these decisions, okay? I believe you can make these decisions, you know, without going to your dad. I trust you. You're the head of my household. I'm going to willing to I'll give you the power to make that decision. I'm going to roll whatever you say, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, then, and then some decisions, I do think that you need an expert witness, so to speak. For example, right. you're buying a house. What's that process look like? That's sure. a general sure. question, right. right? And so we have to distinguish between what's a general, like, I need help with, how do you purchase a new home or a new car or do these things right. or build a business? Right. It's very different. That, well, no, some people don't like those discussions either. They just want, okay. right, but I'm saying that you all have to distinguish between what's okay, what's in the realm of okay, and what's in the realm of not okay. Right. So it, it takes a good conversation between the husband and wife to understand what's acceptable to talk about, what's not acceptable to talk about, and who's acceptable to have that conversation with and who's not acceptable to have that kind of conversation with. Okay? So it's not like a conversation needs to be, needs to be had. Absolutely. There's another person that wrote in, we only have a couple minutes left, that says um, she feels like her parents have a positive influence on the, on their relationship, but her husband doesn't like that influence. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Sure. That's what it's been. I wish I had more details. I mean, the email was kind of, that was the email. Okay. But let me say this. There, there is a way that if you need guidance from a parent, right, and this is interesting, right, because you, there's there's all kinds of reasons that kids go to their parents. Even when you're a 40-year-old kid married, you, you'll still go to your parents and say, 
Mama Mind, the writer, in the wrong here. I think one of the big things that has to happen is, is if you're discussing something with your parents, I don't know that you have to come back to your spouse and say, uh, thank God for my mother because she's the one that kept us together. I told her what you did, and she said not to leave. Like, I think a lot of times people are very, um, the way they, they dispense information. So I feel like if your parents are having a positive influence, number one, have a discussion with your husband, what part of this don't you like? Right. Because she's thinking it's positive, but obviously he's thinking it's negative in some form or fashion, right? So he said whatever the positive we're getting, the negative associated with that is outweighing that positive that we're getting with it. Because it could be they're saying something to him on the backside that she's not aware of, okay, that, that's, you know, rubbing him the wrong way. Don't know exactly. And, where, and who is it positive for you or right. is it positive for both of you guys? So just things, just things to think about. And you guys, again, we only have 30 minutes to give you some of this information about protecting your your relationship, but if you need more detailed conversations, reach out and seek some help with that from a source that's really learned and, and has information on how to manage relationships. Also, think about what power you guys can have together if you're making decisions together about yes. things, because good or bad, there's going to be a learning experience. Absolutely. All right, guys, have a very good evening, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye.